Well, hello. We have here Heather Standing, matchmaker, promotions expert, aka Boss Lady MMA. Nice <laughs> to have you with us today, Heather. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, you know, waking up early just for you. <laughs> you know, to it's, talk to it's you. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather over there? Uh, like high 70s, low 80s, so perfect for August. I don't like anything above 85. I'm like, mm, so it's good. <laughs> so in, in summertime, must be, it gets hot over there though, right? Oh, uh, I mean, at the most 100. I mean, 95 to 100 in the summertime, but it's usually 60s and I'm happy with that. So 60s yeah. and 70s make me happy. So yeah. I know what you mean. Even though, like, I mean, hot weather for me is perfect uh, on a holiday, on a vacation. Yeah, you know? exactly. But living in a country or in a city where the hot weather is like almost 24-7 is very unbearable. At least to me, it's too much. Yeah. I, I like the Because I, I did part of my high school in, in, in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that that's hot. There's hot. And I was like, God <laughs> damn. Everywhere was humid, too, yeah. I really yeah. <laughs> you know, it's too too much. Like here in Finland, as you know, the weather is cold most of the time. Yeah, and I, I kind of enjoy it. You know, the winter's yeah. beautiful, full of snow. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing for me is the darkness during the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dark almost twenty four seven, and you get sleepy, you get lazy. You that know, that seasonal like, depression that they call it. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I, I have a, I thought it was like, okay, maybe within time I'll get used to it. It's been such a long time and I'm not used to it. Uh -huh. yeah, and also, uh, I, all the local people, they tell me like, no, I, I never get used to the darkness. You know, it's still hard. Yeah. So what many do is that, well, uh, mostly retirees that when uh -huh. they, uh, when they retire, they go to Spain during the winter and they come oh. back to Finland during the summer. So yeah, snowbirds. <laughs> So Heather, uh, how how you been like with uh with uh with everything with handling your, your new position? Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, this, busy. This, they keep this me very busy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm very lucky. Uh, when all this stuff hit, you know, with COVID, um, you know, the world stopped working. I mean, it's, you know, I had a full time government nice plus job that I had been at for seven years, and I literally quit my job in January. And I'm like, I'm going to do this stuff full time. I've been in the business for 10 plus years. Like it's time. And then of course COVID hits. And so it's kind of became like a joke of like in Chael, I trust because Chael has kept me busy. He's like, we're not stopping working. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> nice. it's, it's been an adventure. It's always an adventure with him. So, yeah. So how did he, do you know how he, he contacted you? Because I know he just sent you an email, right? Well, so, so there's a little history there. So um, he also owns the FCFF, which is called uh, Full Contact Fighting Federation. Mm -hmm. And it's an amateur MMA event in Portland, Oregon. And it's been around, I think this year was 20 years. It's been around for a long time. It's the oldest show in Oregon um, for amateur MMA. And it also does occasional pro fights, but pretty much an amateur side show. Um, so he owns part of that. And um, so when he decided to do Submission Underground, I was already working for the FCFF as a matchmaker. 
And so he literally just emailed me one day. I hadn't worked with him yet. I knew who he was, obviously, yeah. but I hadn't really worked with him. And um, he emailed me one day and he says, hey, we have this grappling show we're gonna do. We'd like to have you on board. You'll just do everything that you do for FCFF with you know, Submission Underground. Are you in? I mean, his emails are very short. It's like two sentences. You have to translate what he wants and yeah. you just, you say yes, you know, cause it's chael. <laughs> and uh, here we are, here we are, uh, four years later, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing then, and, um, you know, hopefully I have a little bit more of a clue now, but it's it's been fun, it's been four years, which is insane to think it's been four years already, so. Well, that, that, that screams a lot, your your talent, you know, your professional you. talent and everything, that's that's fantastic, like, uh, I don't yeah. know, if I will get an email today by Shell Sennon or somebody of that caliber, uh, I think I will be scared to reply. I'll be starstruck. <laughs> you just always say yes. You know, they say that you fake until you make it. So you say yes, and then you learn as you go. And if and he's so, going yeah, to you got to say yes to Uncle Shale, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Shale. I mean, if he's going to trust me to represent the company and and do that, then I have to trust in myself, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. No, that, that that's pretty amazing. I, I've seen, uh, like, what you do. And everything, and what what um, Shale is doing with the, this submission underground, extremely interesting. You know, yeah, I'm fairly new to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, mainly, uh -huh. I've been only uh, a stand up fighter, kickboxing. Uh -huh. I did that for seven years, competed professionally. Uh, but this year, I decided, okay, um, let me try MMA. You know, yeah. let, let me try MMA. I'm already old for the sport. Uh, I'm 34 years old, and next week I'm turning 35. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Still, I'm going to be expecting a message from you on the day, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll try not to slip up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> obviously, the, um, since I wanted to do MMA, I decided to work first on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh -huh. So, I went back to the basics because my knowledge in Jiu-Jitsu yeah. is, is very limited. So, I went to a beginner's course. I trained there. Everything was going well. Uh -huh. Uh, and I started loving the the sport. I have to say, I love, I I'm, I enjoy BJJ more than kickboxing. Okay, okay. You know, it's, it was interesting yeah. because I feel it's more strategic, definitely. Uh -huh. You know, and it, you don't rely all the time on only on brute force. You, yeah. you rely on, like I said, on strategy, uh, taking your your patience. Yeah. And all that, not only in, in the in the in the training, but also in the sparring session in competitions. You got to take your patience, look at what you're doing, uh -huh. be aware. So that that those kind of like really really uh, got got my attention, got me thinking yeah. a lot more. And I feel that my my fighting IQ is growing. I hope, at least I hope. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it, it's the physical chess game, right? That's what they call it. Yes. I mean, Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. That's very well described. Physical chess game. Because yeah. I always compared yeah. it to chess. I was like, it's like chess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, every move that you do counts. Uh, and yes. sometimes it could backfire. You know, mm -hmm. it has happened to me. And I was so excited because I got my first uh, fight for October, scheduled for October. And I hurt my knee. I tore some ligaments, you know, so I'm now on bed rest. And I'm bored as hell. But... <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, yeah. then I was like, that you get this. Um, I was like tuning in Fight Pass first time, like uh, some months later, uh, some months ago, Submission yeah. Underground. 
and that was like wow so interesting and and i got to appreciate the sport a lot more and uh -huh. then the rules and everything and the, the thing that got that, that blew my mind was the, the tag team thing <laughs> oh my god i'll take i'll take some credit for that i appreciate that i'm gonna tell chael you said that <laughs> oh really like tell me about that okay was it your idea yeah well yes so we had we had done i think seven six or seven shows and it was going good i mean we had great names and everything else but we were uh we were trying to bring in you know so so saturday nights we would have our mma show like i was telling you and then sunday we would do submission underground well saturday night we would have this full arena like a thousand people just rowdy like cheering yay and then sunday we'd have submission underground it's like a library i mean it's just quiet like a pin drop you hear it you know and we were like this is not okay this is weird we want to have some interaction you know yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, Chael, back in 2013, I was working a show in um, in another state. And I said, we did tag team jujitsu. And it, it's kind of silly, but it's also strategic and it can be fun and the crowd gets into it. And I said, then what we'll do is if it gets to a draw, we'll make the crowd decide so that engages the crowd. And he says, let's do it. You know, he was like, okay. and. Oh my gosh, it's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're actually hoping to bring it back soon. So it's okay. just, we're trying to, you know, we have to get through COVID. <laughs> you know, we're like of too course. many bodies in the cage. <laughs> but, you know, social distancing is hard with tag team, but yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, that's pretty amazing. Like awesome idea that you brought there to the table. Thank you, yeah, it's been fun. Some people hate it. Some people think it's stupid and it, misrepresents the sport you know yada 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 but a lot of people enjoy it it's it's fun it's entertainment and it, it, is, it is very entertaining. entertaining it's very interesting i can understand why um jujitsu athletes might think okay that's because you know kind of like, like, like a, a, a little bit of an unfair yeah. advantage to to the other guy yeah but it's i think I, I think it's fun you know and then like you said <laughs> we got to entertain the fans and yeah they are I, i'm pretty sure they are entertained by it you know yeah it's like yeah, love it yeah, or hate it we'll it. be tuning into that part like oh no like he tagged like why <laughs> or, or, or like oh yeah he did it all this yeah <laughs> it's very interactive it's a very interactive thing you know and you gotta keep points and it's fun it's a lot of fun cool so, cool. so yeah. tell me heather i know it's boring repetitive question <laughs> but i gotta ask how is it working with uncle shale Fun, you know, it's it's uh it's educational. I I'm actually very blessed in the fact that he's a brilliant mind. I mean, he's obviously a character that people know. You know, he's Uncle Chael, he's the American gangster, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But he's brilliant. I mean, he's very smart. He is the master of the chess game. You know, he's always ten steps ahead, and it's it's fun to keep up with him and see his wheels turn and just. The things that he comes up with is just genius, you know. Um, and he's fun, he's charming, he's hilarious, and and he he knows he's got a high fight IQ. Obviously, he's yeah. very much current on everything. I mean, stays actively involved in the sport whether he's fighting or not. And um, it's been a really awesome experience to learn underneath of him. I mean, being working for Channel will sometimes mean like 2 a.m. text messages of him excited and he's in another state and so it's a different time frame, you know, yeah. and and he's excited. I mean, when we, uh, 
I like to tell this story actually. When we, when we, um, it was our second submission underground. So I was still new working with him. Okay. And um, we had just secured John Jones for the second, for SUG 2. And he knew I'd be excited because I'm a fight fan first. So he knew I'd be stoked. And uh, it was like midnight. He messages me. He's like, you'll never guess who we got. And it must have been like eight messages. Like, go ahead and guess. You'll never guess. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah. And he's just like, and I'm like, tell me, you know, and he starts spelling it out. Like every text was a different letter, you know, and he's like, John, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> no way. And he's like, I told you you wouldn't believe me, you know. And um, so he, he's very fun. He's, he's excited and, and uh, he loves what he does. And uh, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's a good time to work with him and just see his mastery at work. <laughs> so how's the, how's the relationship between those two today, John Jones and, uh, and, and Shelson. <laughs> I can't imagine very good. I can't imagine very good. You know, they, they, they didn't have like a bittersweet, like love hate relationship, you know? Um, I don't think that John is a fan of Chael uh, speaking out about his horrible tweets and whatever else that he does, whatever <laughs> else John does. John likes to supply Chael with plenty of material, but he doesn't like Chael responding to it. <laughs> he does, yeah, he does. Not only to shit to a lot of people, man. Yeah. Like this guy. But like, I, I can imagine, well, I don't know, but uh, for the looks <laughs> of it, uh, maybe uh, I, I always thought, okay, working with a person like Shailson, it might be difficult because he's uh, he seems intense. Is he? No? no, he's super friendly. I mean, he's, I think Chael is someone who is, uh, I don't want to say used to get in his way because that makes him sound like he's a brat or something. I think he's someone who's used to saying, I want this and going and getting it. And I don't think he likes people that are hesitant about that. If he's got an idea, he wants to run with it. You know, I mean, he'll respect your opinion and he'll hear you out. But ultimately, that's the direction he's going and he's going to go it, you know. Okay. And so I've just learned with Chael, like, I'm, I'm a total yes man when it comes to Chael or yes woman, whatever. It's yeah. like, so he's like, we're doing this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, <and> he's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh, so it's, you know, I mean, he's super respectful, super kind, friendly, um, and uh, and he definitely does value his staff's opinion, and that's nice, and, um, but yeah, I mean, he just, I don't know when these ideas come to him, if they come to him on a plane or in bed <laughs> at night, I have no idea, but he just comes up with things, and, you know, everything that he touches turns to gold for the most part, so it's not a bad investment to keep moving forward with him. <laughs> So. Oh, amazing. You can tell that the guy, uh, he's business savvy. 100%, very, you yeah. Know, very, very business savvy. And like I'm now, because obviously I started watching him, uh, him as a fighter. He's still fighting, but yes. uh, I'm now more of a fan of his podcast and what he's saying and doing all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He tells it like it is, you know, and he doesn't he always does. get it right. He doesn't always get it right, but he, and he likes to misspell people's names, but other than that. No, he does, like, and, and that is that is uh, something that I have always. For example, I am myself like that. I am very direct to people, and other uh -huh. people are get quite sensitive, and sometimes that's annoying. Yeah. Oh, come on, really? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, but like this guy, he seems like he's like that. But even if people get annoyed, he just doesn't give a damn. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Like oh, whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like that's on you, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, that's awesome though. That's yeah. cool. Yes, he is so, thoughtful though. He tries not to offend people too much. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so tell me, Heather, how, yes. tell me about your background and how you got into the fight industry. Sure. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, I mean, when I was like 13, 14, I used to watch the UFC on TV, you know, when Randy Couture was fighting and all that stuff early in the day. Um, my brother was on the wrestling team, so I was always around that kind of stuff, too. Um, but it wasn't until about 2008, um, I actually started dating a professional fighter. Okay. And locally, and that's kind of how that happened. But he became a matchmaker for a local show. And um, I started helping out doing wristbands and I was the runner going and getting the fighters to come out and walk out to the cage. And um, his memory was horrible. I got hit too many times in the head, honestly. <laughs> and, um, and so I became his memory. I was memorizing everyone's names and faces and just kind of, you know, immersing myself in the culture, you know, and in the community. And he, um, he took me to events and anyway long story short we started putting on our own shows we got married opened up a gym put on our own shows and um eventually our marriage dissipated but i kept doing it you know he ended up doing something else but i kept on you know being involved in the show and i was just kind of um running the events i wasn't matchmaking at the time and um he was the matchmaker for all of our events and he one day said you know i don't want to do it anymore but you can, and you're capable, and just like I told Chael, I said, okay, okay. <laughs> and I, my first show that I match made was in 2013, and I started working for the FCFF, and well, I went and worked for Cage, uh, King of the Cage, and then I worked for FCFF in 2015 is when they brought me on, and then Submission Underground started 2016, and then just like two weeks ago, we started Wrestling Underground, so. oh. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if you've seen all that, but that's happening too. So yeah, they they uh they started up Wrestling Underground, which is actually gonna air on Sunday after Submission Underground. Same night, same cage. So we're gonna have actual wrestlers in there and I told you the wheels are always turning. I'm just that's, here for the wow. <laughs> you know? So exciting yeah. though, also career wise. Jesus, yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I commentate, I matchmake, I've reported for articles, for news. I mean, I, I, try to, I try to be involved in everything. I did take a fight once. It didn't go well. I'm not a fighter. Not a fighter. <laughs> but I can say I did it. And a lot of people can, can't say that. So that it's true. That is true. That is true. So, yeah. So what yeah. was the fight? MMA? Oh, yeah. It was an amateur MMA fight. It was horrible. <laughs> What made you decide to take a fight? What happened there? Like, uh, well, you give it a try? I told you I was a yes woman. And uh, <laughs> honestly, how it happened was my ex was matchmaking and a girl pulled out of the fight and he's like, it's time for you to do it. And I'm like, okay. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I understand now why fighters like last minute fights sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because the mental game that happens knowing that you're engaging in conflict with somebody in a couple of weeks in front of all these people and in a cage and it's just the two of you it's a lot you know it's I mean for someone who's not a fighter I'm not I never fought in school I never did any of that stuff you know I mean but uh yeah they, so they tried to teach me boxing and jujitsu and MMA basically in a month or something <laughs> no really yeah. oh yeah oh yeah. you have guts you have I, had a great, I had a great game plan, but it didn't work. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, she she uh, she flash KO'd me. We'll call it that. I was awake when I fell down backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
it's like, you know, it's one of those bruised ego things, but everyone's like, don't you want the redemption of the lost? No, I do not. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'll stay outside the cage. I'll let everyone else play in there. So, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Interesting point that you mentioned that taking a fight at the last minute is kind of, mm -hmm. in some ways, uh, positive because you don't have to struggle with that mental game at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the mental, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, if I was awake, I was thinking about it. No, and absolutely, that was... absolutely. Like myself, for example, I have never been in a televised show or with yeah. a like, fight, I guess, big crowd. Probably like the biggest crowd that I fought was, uh, I mean, that um, that witness was some of my fights with like 100 people. You know? Oh, this one was only 300, and thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. It was a little tiny show. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, you, like before the fight, because I like fighting. I have it. I, do, yeah. I can say I enjoy yeah. it, but there have been many times that literally before the fight i'm freaking out uh -huh. i'm even telling my coach no i cannot do this no i'm sorry please please yeah. tell the guy that not nah, like i'm sorry that this is all and he uh -huh. has to like, bring me back to earth like snap out of it and he slaps me something yeah. he slapped me or something and like okay okay let's go and boom 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 but i will still be nervous you know uh -huh. and it has i think up till today i'll get i get that little nervous it's a, like also because you don't want, it's an ego thing as well. You don't want to lose. Yeah, exactly. You, know? yep. you don't think much about getting hurt. You just don't want to lose. You want to do a, do a good I think nerves are good, though, because it means that you want to win. It means that you care, you know. But I was praying for a car accident. I'm like, just enough <laughs> to hospitalize me for the night. <laughs> we'll reschedule, but we won't, you know. <laughs> like, I didn't want, I was like, no. And you know what was worse? What was worse is it was our show. And so I had to, like, do weigh-ins and also weigh in you know what? and our show our show was getting set up my mom was over setting it up at the venue and i'm getting my hair braided like that's the environment you know it's horrible horrible <laughs> wow yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so you had your gym right you, you mentioned before yes with your yes. husband um was it an mma gym it was mm, yeah but i mean it was we also did like women's classes and kids classes yeah okay yeah. and that's in that gym was the origin of your nickname boss lady it was yes yeah we had uh we had two employees and every time i came into the gym hey boss lady and so i took my fight while we owned that gym and you know you know, most people will tell you that you're not supposed to give yourself a nickname and you don't get a nickname until your second fight, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, I didn't give myself the nickname, but I took it for that first fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it was kind of a respect thing, which I appreciated too. I mean, people were, you know, super respectful to me using it and uh, it just kind of stuck. So that's where we're at with it. But and it works. I have an Instagram handle I can use, so it's like... It's <laughs> a cool nickname, I have to admit, Boss Lady. It is. Yeah, it is yeah. I remember yeah. when I was fighting, my nickname at the day at that time was uh, Bulldozer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. That's actually... I have not heard that. So. Yeah, like, well, my, my coach gave it to me, man. And, like, I was sparring with him, and then he's like, dude, you're like a bulldozer. And Bolivian <laughs> bulldozer. And I was like, man, I like it. And then they just stuck. Well, at least... Mm -hmm. People forgot about it. I should start telling it again. <laughs> Don't let them forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was about like, um, I was like planning like uh, on my first fight to say, okay, to my to my new coach, like, okay, call me Bull. Uh -huh. That that went out the window. Hopefully I get a fight next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
funny. <laughs> now that you have been in the MMA scene and now in the jiu-jitsu scene, which mm -hmm. is more, because definitely is different. It is related, but it's different. But which Very is more exciting and what, who do you Oh, MMA. For me, for me, yeah, I, I mean, that was my background. So, I mean, I've been in the MMA game for, you know, well, for like seven years before I started on jiu-jitsu. And I don't train jiu-jitsu. I don't train MMA either. But, um, I, you know, the fans are just so much more excited with MMA. And that's one thing I miss right now during COVID is we don't have any fans. Like, everything's just online and, you know, pay-per-view. And it changes the environment, it changes the atmosphere. You know, it's like with the jujitsu, you know, I said it was like a library because it was all quiet, but the difference that I noticed is that in MMA, people are drinking beer and they're cheering on, you know, Joe down the street, whatever. They're there to have a good time. It's a date night, the whole bit. With the jujitsu side, it's almost like they're coming to watch a seminar. Like it's like they're learning, you know, they're, they're quiet because they're being respectful and learning. And it's like they're watching a craft that they're studying. And it's not that way in MMA. It's like, knock him out, elbow, you know, whatever. So it's more exciting for the MMA side as far as like just the hype and the, the vibe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, learning jujitsu and obviously through Submission Underground and, and the people, um, there's some exciting grapplers also, you know, they're very slick with it. I mean, so many names come to mind. I don't want to offend anybody by not naming them, but it, it is exciting. The, um, the more I've learned about it and the different strategic moves, once you have that knowledge, it, you get that personal excitement watching it and going, ooh, you know, because you can see what's happening and that's cool. So Correct. That is very yeah. true. I remember when this uh, COVID thing first uh, started, like, and, and they were announcing that there were going to be fights, but without any fans, uh, spectators. Mm -hmm. First thing that came to mind was golf, you know, because like, okay, he's putting <laughs> in the game. One of the most boring sports. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, but it kind of, it was all right, especially in the jiu-jitsu thing, because it's quite like you say. I remember yeah. when I first started jiu-jitsu and I would see my friends spar or compete, I would be pretty one or the, of the only guys saying, come on, man, you can do it. Come on. And everybody yeah. looked at me and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. <laughs> And then I started learning myself, and it's a pleasure yeah. to watch, especially a person or uh -huh. a match that is uh, with so much technique and patience and yeah. yeah. a very high level of jiu-jitsu. Because like you said, you do learn a lot by watching. And, and, well, and you have the different, the different belt levels, you know, and we, we, we initially started out Submission Underground's having... 20 plus matches everything from teens kids to adults yeah. and all skill levels i mean it was blue belt and above basically and now we're trying to keep it more brown belt black belt only okay. um but there's those purple belts like austin vanderford um we have uh pierre olivier on on this next card on sunday he's a purple belt which is insane you know yeah. <laughs> um Mason fowler who's going against craig jones he's a brown belt which is also insane um these people are you know i told them that they're all sandbagging you know <laughs> 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 uh, but no we, we are very fortunate that we have some really amazing talent i mean just watching craig jones is incredible to see that is you know he's, he's very slick with it <laughs> very you know very smooth like when it's like he's gliding on the map mm -hmm. very very smooth i still have yeah. that problem being quite explosive on the mat you know i need to calm myself yeah. down but it will come with time i need to well it, it's good and bad to be explosive you know sometimes if you're too aggressive and you you get caught up in it and it's it's just 
you're leaving yourself open because you get sloppy, you know? Yes. And so it's like that fine line of controlled aggression of like, you know, you're trying to do something, but you're not, you know. Correct. Because <laughs> the, my strategy, for example, in kickboxing, when I used to fight, because I'm a heavyweight. So when I used yeah. to fight in kickboxing, my number one strategy was at the beginning just to knock the guy out as fast as I mm. could. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but then uh, I learned also to pace myself a little bit, you know, because like mm -hmm. if I use all my strength at the beginning, I'll be tired. I'll be gassed out by the end of the first round. Right. So I, I, try, I try to be more strategic and learn the movement of my opponent, study what he's doing and so forth. Mm -hmm. then, when I, then I went to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I started like also uh, grappling and sparring with the guys. I will have that same mentality. Okay, I have to take them, take them down fast. And, that. Yeah. and that, I started like thinking it, it was working for me, but I noticed that all my energy was wasted on the takedown. Uh -huh. I, will, yeah. I will get those two points. Yeah. But, but uh, I will be tired after. And now yeah. sometimes I would just like be on the guy, and I would tell the guy, man, fuck it. What do we do here now? So now, like for example, I have changed that strategy. Now I I pull guard most of the time, and uh -huh. from there I I I grab them, and it has been working out for me. I hope it still works out for me. You know, but yeah, definitely, definitely different. And I got to see the difference between the MMA fan and the BJJ fan. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be an asshole, but sometimes the MMA fan can be such a dickhead. Oh my god! Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, it's because it's meant. It's at its rawest form. It's a fight, and people yeah. from all walks of life sometimes just want to see a fight, and they get. It's kind of like when you go to like I always say when you go to the. Um, if you go to like NASCAR or you know just a you know drag strip night, you leave the parking lot squealing your wheels because it's like that's the environment you're in. Right. And I think fans sometimes are like, oh, I'll punch him in the face, and like that's and and it takes them back to like a schoolyard moment or something, you know. And so they're yeah. just, you know, it's not really like a respectful sport all the time. <laughs> that is you true. Know, but, that is true. Like yeah. my friend, for example, I was uh, back in the day. At uh, that time, I was in Honduras. Uh -huh. to, to to visit some people and my friend was like hey man there's this uh mma event happening you are into that let's go watch it i was like fantastic let's do it yeah. and i was like watching the fight but looking like oh go go nice nice takedown and my friend was like dude kick his ass punch him in the face do it do it don't be a pussy yes. i'm like dude that's not cool and he that's was the like, that 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 that. Right like pretty much everybody was <laughs> screaming those things yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the guys that you know. We all know are going to be at the bars on fight night, and we're like, eh, we'll just pay per view it at home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear. You know, funny enough, those guys are the ones who make the most comments. You know, like, uh, yeah. oh, how can he get topped out? It's so easy, and this and that, and it's just, that that pisses me off. Because they don't, they don't, they choose not to understand the rule set, and so they're like, yeah, why do they keep going to the ground? Uh, you know, whatever. So it's just kind of a, yeah. And I even may, sometimes I would not, not challenge them. Like quite recently, uh, uh, a friend of mine, I was watching a, a YouTube video of um, mm -hmm. the 2019 A ADCC's, uh, one of the fights, I don't remember who I was watching, but I was like very, I was like looking into it and he was looking, uh, looking the fight. I was like, man, that's easy. Uh, uh -huh. I could do that. I would like to do that with you, he says. I was like, man, have you trained jujitsu? 
like no like that's easy and that bothered me and i even told him like let's do it man like let's do it but like let's make a bet if i tap you out on the first minute Mm -hmm. you buy me like i told him something expensive i cannot mention it (laughs) (laughs) you know and and then he immediately backed out i was like dude come on man back up uh, back up what you're saying right you're saying that yeah and then he and then well he backed out i didn't insist and my wife was telling him, hey, you should have asked something like uh, smaller, not that big. So he would like said yes, or you would talk about it, <laughs> you know? And then he yeah, started saying yeah. like, yeah, I, when I was a kid, I, 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 I used to do karate. I used to do Aikido. I used to do this. I used to do that. And like, I was like, okay, how long have you been training all that? And like, it's like two years. And he mentioned like six disciplines, mm-hmm. six martial arts, like two years. I'm like, okay, I'm good for you, bro. Like, <laughs> You watch some YouTube video and, you know, the YouTube Way writers are always fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, um, now, how's the new position going? It's good. I mean, you know, I got a phone call. Um, I think it was only two weeks ago, maybe, maybe two and a half or three. And uh, they said, we're going to do another promotion. We're going to do wrestling underground. And do you want to do everything you do for submission underground? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, uh, I'm not the matchmaker, which is nice. Um, The guy that owns the other half of FCFF um, is Kevin Keeney, and he is the matchmaker. And, you know, Kevin and Chael, they met, I I believe the story was they met as roommates in college. Um, And they're both a wrestling background. So to them, (laughs) wrestling is like a huge passion of theirs anyway. And so, and we're bringing in some very high level elite wrestlers on Sunday. I'm excited, very excited. So this is our first show. It was kind of a rush job, but we got really good talent and uh, we're getting the word out. And uh, it's exciting because it's right after Submission Underground. And so hopefully everybody that's tuning in for Submission Underground will stay up and they'll watch, you know, um, wrestling underground and maybe become a fan or at least spread the word and and we're hoping for success with that event and so we'll have fights and wrestling and jujitsu and who knows what's next <laughs> that, that, that's wow that's that sounds very yeah. exciting uh, does submission underground have a website heather that's funny that you say that so we do not currently so we have been operating out of the fcff website um but <clears throat> I uh, just got hired by them to do that. Okay. <laughs> so I, I do all the graphics. I started doing graphic design for them like a little over a year ago or something, about a year and a half ago. So I do all the posters and all the graphics that you see. I do all of that. Um, and so I told them, I said, we need a website. We need a website for Russell Underground, Submission Underground, and FCFF. And I said, let's do it all as one. So we're going to do one website that's going to have pages for each of them. Okay. Um, and that's my next project after Sunday. So, <laughs> okay, so that's a big soon. project. Yes. They, like I said, they keep me busy. They keep me very busy. So. Can you elaborate a little bit more for the people that don't know? Um, yeah. What are your key responsibilities and tasks in Submission Underground? Uh, in Submission Underground, I'm the matchmaker. So I matchmake the card from top to bottom. Obviously, um, Chael inputs, um, you know, people that he makes deals with because I, I don't even matchmake usually for the next show until the day after the show because 
so many things happen on show night and he makes deals with people and he's like by the way we need to get an opponent for this person this person i'm like okay <laughs> so i try not to make promises to anybody anymore um but yeah so i match make it i handle all the travel um i handle all the graphics i do all of our social media accounts all of them so i handle all of that um I do the paperwork at the events. I transport people back and forth from the hotel. <laughs> like everything that they're not doing, I'm doing. Um, so it's I do all the notes, like all of Chael's notes for the commentary. If he screws it up, that's not my fault, but I do them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's so, good to know. That's yeah. good to know. I told him like you're making me look bad, Chael. I gave you good notes, but no. Um, yeah. So I I I just I do a lot of things. I you know people always ask me that, and I'm like. <sighs> there's just there's a lot you know but it's it's fun i mean with wrestling underground i'm doing everything but the matchmaking that i just mentioned i'm doing all of that too so for that sounds like you're busy 24 7. very busy i'm very busy <laughs> yeah it's good though it's very good but do you um, have time for yourself uh, huh do you do you get time for yourself i do well so my birthday was a couple weeks ago it Congratulations. was uh, happy birthday thank you thank you uh, it was the 15th and it was so funny because they called me about wrestling underground like three days before that and i told them i said hey um this is probably a good time to let you know i'm going out of town for a few nights for my birthday <laughs> and they're like okay and so i got the poster out before i left because i'm like i need to get the poster done and you know be done with that um and you know they, they're like is it okay if we text you you know while you're at the beach <laughs> <laughs> you can text me business doesn't stop just because i'm on vacation you know and uh so i try to make sure that i'm always on call but i will i will i will tell you a little nice little tidbit when i got a text message at like 7 45 in the morning on my birthday it was a saturday um from kevin saying happy birthday and i was like thank you so he knew i was awake and a few minutes later <laughs> a few minutes later chael calls me and i answer the phone and he starts singing happy birthday Oh my God! Nice. Like, I'm like, thank you. So that was very nice. That was very sweet. And uh, he was like, enjoy your day. And yeah. And then I came back on Sunday and right back to my computer. Right back to business. So <laughs> I always try and take a little mini vacation after each show because it's almost like a decompress. You know, it's like I either run out to the beach for the night or something. You know, because it's like I need to just, you know, but. No, business never stops. It does not stop. And especially running all the social media accounts, there's no there's no time off. I sleep, but I mean, my phone doesn't stop. So, yeah. You, it shows that you're really good at what you do. You know? Thank you. But not only that, it shows that you enjoy what you do. I really do. I, you know, when I was, when I was a little girl, my dream was to be a wedding planner. That was my, I wanted to plan weddings. And I kind of joke that I still do that in a way. I still join two people together, you know, and there's, there's, an, official, there's an official and there's a crowd usually, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's kind of like wedding planning, but not really. <laughs> no now, with, all, with all this experience of matchmaking, yeah. promoting, uh, finding yeah. the like, uh, like uh, the right uh, fighters, uh, taking care of them, writing commentary mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Today, there are so many young guys that have the potential, but they don't know how to start their MMA career. What yeah. advice and suggestion can you give to those guys? Market yourself, first of all. If I could teach a class, honestly, like a lot of people scoff at social media, and I understand that, I do. 
100%. <laughs> but it's so important because if I'm picking, and this, this is for most promoters out there, if I'm picking between Joe and Jake, and Jake has, you know, 1500 followers, and Joe has like, you know, 120 family members, I'm going to go with Jake because he has more, he can get the word out more. So there's marketing for that. Um, so market yourself. That's huge. Ooh, your cat. My cat. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't care that I'm working. He doesn't care. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and the other thing is, is, like, you know, the kids that are coming up right now, I mean, this next generation is scary. I mean, you have fighters that are now training, um, you know, wrestlers and, and MMA people, boxing and everything else, you know, from this tiny young little age, you know, and they're going to become, like, the next, I mean, phenoms. I mean, we had a guy this Sunday named Roberto Jimenez. He's... 21 i think maybe he might have just turn 22 a black belt i mean that's insane you know insane and he's phenomenal i mean he's absolutely phenomenal and um you know people are calling him the next phenom you know but so getting into wrestling um is huge you know if your high school offers that wrestling as a base is so important and you know that transfers to jujitsu and just get in the gym and do what you do find a good coach that you trust and respect you know, respect is huge. If you don't trust and respect your coach, then it won't work out, in my opinion. So, um, but as far as just getting your name out there, I mean, market yourself. Market yourself, believe in yourself, know what you want in the sport. Um, the sport doesn't pay a lot, you know, and that's a big misconception. People see McGregor and Jones yeah. up there, but there are such, I mean, they're like, what, the 1%, you know, I mean, the Ronda Rousey's, those people are very, few and far between so it's a it's a labor of love to want to be in this sport and try and make it to that level it's a labor of love I mean you know it's I mean your average fighter that fights twice a year Ooh. that's not a John Jones is probably not making I'm gonna say like some really good sponsorships probably not making like more than like 45,000 a year if that that's probably like a big number actually yeah. So it's, it's something that you have to be aware of, and it's a lot of sacrifice, it's a lot of time, you know, away from family, your girlfriend, whatever, you know, and um, you just have to be willing to do that. I mean, it's a lot of dedication and patience, and it's not going to happen overnight. And if it does, well, then you're the one percent. So yeah. you know, so. I, I noticed that. Like, uh, for example, that's one thing uh, with Jog Farm, my company, with our company, we're trying to do. We're mm -hmm. trying to help those athletes promote themselves. Mm -hmm. Because as a fighter, I like uh, one of the things that you want to focus on is training, and the other thing is fighting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you and if you do have time to do to be on social media, most of the time you don't do it effectively. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Sponsors, we're, we're helping. You know, we're helping these clients. young athletes. Well, not necessarily young. Well, everybody that 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 needs the help. We're helping them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to stand out a little bit in the MMA world. And it's crazy because, for example, um, uh, I have been granted the opportunity to look for talent in in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and they oh, have nice. good talent over there. Very, very, very good. Yeah, and I've been reading about them and everything. And these guys, especially one of the biggest champions, I forgot his name. In kickbox, he earns like three hundred dollars a fight. That's uh -huh. nothing. Oh uh -huh. my god! Especially in in a in, in a place like Abu Dhabi, Dubai, where things are expensive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would say I think like starting pro wages around here are like four, 
400 to show, 400 to win. Mm -hmm. And that might not be across the board, but that's what I think the average is. And, and you know, title fights, I mean, you're talking like a thousand, a thousand, you know, maybe 1500, 1500, depending, you know, on the promotion. And, and it's just kind of a, it, it, it's very much a labor of love. And so the marketing thing is so huge because marketing gets you sponsors, it gets you fans. You know, when you've had one or two fights, you're a novelty, but when you've had eight fights, your family kind of stops going, you know, usually, you know, they're like, oh, good luck on your fight this weekend. Yeah. They're not bringing, it's not a reunion anymore, you know, and so it's, you have to just believe in yourself and market yourself and put in that time and be willing to make the sacrifice and yeah, and yeah. it's, there's not a lot of money in it. You have to be aware and know how to play the game. Yeah, so, you know, like a be also be mentally strong at all times because Yes. Sometimes, especially these times, you know, like the other day I was talking with uh, Justin Wetzel from, uh, um, uh, what's his name, um, Elevation Top Team, uh -huh. uh, Fight Team, sorry, um, and he, he was like frustrated because he was about to get some fights this year and now with the whole COVID, you know, there are uh -huh. no fights, he's just waiting for a call, and many oh, a lot of fighters face are that, and when yeah. they face that, they just want to quit, they're like, no, nah, I tried it. Yeah. So that yeah. that's like the crucial point that mentally will define strong, you if you keep on going or not. No, you're hundred percent correct. The mental the mental part of it is so critical. It's not even funny. I mean, because it's the game will beat you down. I mean, yeah. what is that? What is that quote by Rocky? The Rocky quote, you know, it's like life will beat you down if you let it, you know. And, and you gotta keep so, moving forward. Gotta keep moving forward, exactly. Right. So I mean that and it's as simple as that, but it's as hard as that too, you know. So, I mean, there's, there's, I have quit this sport so many times. <laughs> yeah. like, when I got divorced, I wanted to quit, you know, um, you know, I tried to quit one time with the FCFF. I'm like, I can't do this. It's a lot, you know, with my day job too, it's just too much. And um, luckily, luckily I'm still here and, and I'm happy I am, but it's, it's it's always easier to quit, you know, as, as Chael says, failure is definitely an option, you know, it's an option at any time. I mean, and you can choose to take it very quickly, but you're not going to get where you're going, you know, or where you want to go anyway. Yeah, so. you don't want to also settle down, you know, yeah. you have a goal as an athlete, it's just, you get, I mean, Chael, Chael is a perfect example of someone who marketed himself into big fights that maybe he didn't necessarily have <coughs> the right to be in, you know, like, you know, with John Jones or, whom, you know, or Anderson Silver, whoever, you know, he marketed himself in a way to where people wanted to see him fight wherever and whoever it was, you know, he sold those tickets to Madison Square Garden, you know, yeah. um, but he's also that example that shows that he's still making money in the industry, which is hard to do. A lot of times fighters fight and then they don't know what to do they're they're done fighting their careers over they're too old whatever and they don't know how to keep making money in this sport that's all they've ever known and so he commentates and you know and he's also doing his own promotions now and whatever and it's just like you got to be able to find out what you're good at and if you're good at marketing yourself then you're a good talker more than likely you know so find those commentary opportunities find those opportunities maybe you decide to be a ref or a judge or you know you open up your own gym or whatever but there are other venues other other options in, in other avenues rather in the sport that you can still make money at and yeah i mean being being mentally strong and being business savvy 
will keep you in the game. It will. So, and you have to be willing to say, okay, when you get emails. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Can you imagine if I said no, someone else would be sitting here talking to you. Horrible. Man, I, I would not even believe it. I would like say, nah, this is bullshit. Somebody's playing with me. This, this is not Shell Sonny. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Bam. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, the first time, the first show that we did, uh, we hadn't announced the show yet. And I was at like another local amateur MMA show and I had just gotten hired on to do Submission Underground. And he messages me just casually. He goes, hey, this is Frank Mir's email. I need you to let him know the details of the show. And, uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry. It was, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm good. No, I apologize. It was Kenny Florian. It was Kenny okay. Florian. Kenny Florian. And the reason I remember that is because I was stressing out about emailing him. It was the first time, like, I, and it wasn't like I was being starstruck, but I was so nervous on how I was going to represent the company and whatever. And for Channel, it was simple as, here's his email address. I need you to send him the details. I didn't email him for an hour. I was like, I, you know. And I'm sitting with my friends at this MMA event. I'm like, what do I say? And when my friends was like, oh, just be like, hey, K-Flow, it's Boss Lady. I'm like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that, you know? Uh, but now, I mean, if you saw my my phone contacts now, I mean, just yesterday, I told, I told you I got a new phone yesterday. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, make sure everything transfers right, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm talking to all sorts of people now that I would have never dreamed of even talking to, like, you know, as far as being starstruck or whatever. It's pretty cool. I mean, the roster of names that we've had in that cage is phenomenal. So we've been very fortunate, but, yeah. That's amazing. I, I, yeah. I, like, I definitely, in the future, would like to work with those big names. Tell the Shell Center about Jock Farm. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll let him know. <laughs> I don't want awesome. him to listen in, though. I was talking him up too much. I don't want him to get a big head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, boss lady. All I, right. Uh, this will be it. I have to thank you so much, you know, for yes. the time to talk to me today. Well, thanks for getting up and talking to me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure talking to you, getting to know you more. Thank I you. hope we do this again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. And um, <laughs> before I let you go, any shout outs? Yes. Well, of course. Um, so Sunday we have Submission Underground 17, which is a trilogy match between uh, Craig Jones and Mason Fowler. So the whole Craig didn't tap saga is going to come to an end. Yeah. And um, immediately following, like we were just talking about, Rustin Underground 1 is happening. My computer turned off. Uh, Rustin Underground 1 is happening on UFC Fight Pass, also immediately following that. And it's all Sunday, August 30th. And it's, I think, $9.99. So all right. sign up or sign up and watch it. So, and follow us on social media. <laughs> I'll make sure to promote that also. Like, uh, give a couple Thank of shout-outs myself to... to, to Appreciate that. All right? It all helps. <laughs> all right. All right, Thank you so Take much. care. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.